0: Good morning on this Tuesday morning. Welcome to our devotional, Golden Nuggets, Food for Thought and for the Imagination. Yesterday, if you joined us, we talked about the book of Revelation, where uh, in chapter 8, Jesus was at the altar, where the brazen altar where the fire was always taken from to be used at the golden altar where the incense was burnt. We see a beautiful picture that is outlined there of uh, Jesus as high priest in the area and the ministry of intercession taking the prayers of the saints as the sweet aroma and mixing it uh, with the fire and then answering those prayers by casting them to earth as far as judgment is concerned. Sometimes we don't consider or think of a high priest as a judge making and or passing judgment. But uh, if we look at the scripture in the Old Testament, Eli himself uh, of the line of Aaron, one of his other sons, not out of uh, uh, Eliezer, but Ishmatar, uh, he, he was one of the judges that was ruling over the nation of Israel at that time. And his sons were to be high priests after him. But it was a mess. He didn't judge his sons. Therefore, God had to judge them out in the battlefield and get rid of them. He had to also judge the high priest himself because of his condition of uh, being uh, basically uh, out of order. Well, as we learn about this, we begin to see that the high priest also sometimes stood in judgment of certain things that had to be dealt with. And in the New Testament, we find Caiaphas sitting in judgment as high priest uh, over, over, I was going to say, the trial of Jesus, but it's actually a mock trial. There was nothing uh, true about it. It was nothing but a setup. And uh, they they didn't go through the processes that were required. But here is what I want to get at uh, today. It says in Hebrews in chapter 3 and verse 1. Wherefore, holy brethren, consider, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling. Consider the apostle and high priest of our profession, Christ Jesus. Now, give that just a... A little whirl there in in your thinking. Jesus here is called by the apostle Paul, which in the book of Hebrews, uh, starting uh, from chapter two onward, I mean, he just covers almost in every single one of the chapters the the high priesthood of of Christ and the work of Christ, the comparison between Christ as high priest after the order of Melchizedek and Aaron, uh, uh, a high priest after Uh, The order that Moses had established for them that God had given him. Now, one of the most interesting uh, and striking facts that you can get from this is that you can draw a spiritual truth that Israel was God's chosen people, the holy nation. They were a peculiar people, a peculiar treasure. They were to minister the things of God to the world. They were to show the glory of God to the world. And they were chosen for a very specific purpose. They were given a very specific law. It wasn't written by man, as far as a government deciding we're gonna write a constitution and a bill of rights and a this and a that and all these other things. But instead, God gave them all the ordinances, all the statutes, all the commandments, all the judgments, all the things that were going to be needed for them to govern themselves. Of course, God being their king, which later they would reject and want Saul as their king. But here is the thing, that in all of that, God had established through uh, Aaron, the priesthood. They were to minister the holy things of God. We have made mention and we have talked a little bit about their requirements and their duties. Their office was only hereditary. In other words, you had to be a Levite and you had to be of the order and of the lineage of Aaron himself. Uh, one of his sons, of the various sons that he had, uh, Aliazar was... Uh, uh was the one that followed right after Aaron but uh Aaron but Aaron did have other sons and it was Eli that was out of uh an uh, another of Aaron's sons that was high priest and of course as as I mentioned uh, he really messed up but the thing is it's this position of being a judge now Jesus has been given all judgment now he he is going to judge but the bible says even that he himself is going to let the word of god judge every individual and of course we'll talk about that later in some of our our other uh uh devotions that are are going to be coming up but the office also of the levi or the um uh, the high priest It it was a holy one. They had to live a holy life. They were to be without a single bodily blemish on them. There was nothing. That's why they could not break the legs of Jesus while he was on the cross. If he would have had his legs broken like the other two thieves uh, or the individuals that were crucified alongside with Christ, he would have not qualified when the Passover lamb uh, was to be sacrificed and offered, and they inspected it. It could not have a lame leg, it couldn't have a broken leg. It had to be perfect without blemish, without spot, uh, just as the bride of Christ has to be uh, without blemish, without wrinkle, without anything. Uh, I heard the commentary one time of someone explaining a bride coming to her wedding and all her dress be wrinkled up, and right before going up and and being married, uh, she had spilled coffee uh, on on her on her dress, and you could see the spots uh, on it. Uh, everybody would look and they would consider. I go, okay, there is an issue here. You know, this is her wedding day, and she's come on a dress that's all wrinkled and it has spots. Well. We, the bride or the church of Jesus Christ, his body, are to also be without spot or blemish to be presented before him. So we find here in the book of Hebrews, in chapter 3, verse 1, it says, Wherefore, holy brethren, partakers of the heavenly calling, what heavenly calling? The very calling that Christ had upon his life, the very calling that Aaron had upon his life, We have the calling upon our lives to be priests and kings unto our God. It says, consider. So this is the part where you meditate. This is the part where you think about. This is the part where you research and study in the scripture. That Jesus is the apostle and the high priest of our profession. He is the one that watches over the words that we say that he has said, he watches over the very words that he has spoken and that have been left to us in written form and see how much we agree in saying the exact same thing that he said. He said, take this cup. This is my blood, eat of this bread. This is my body, which is broken for you. So. Do we say the same thing? I believe that the blood of Jesus uh, gives life. I believe that his words are life. I believe that his body was broken for me and for my sins and also for my healing. Uh, you stop and consider that. You, you you think about what the apostle and what the high priest of our profession is looking from or, or is looking at from us as far as our calling is concerned. Now, the Apostle Paul goes on to explain in chapter 3, in verse 2, 3 and onward, uh, the difference between the, the priesthood of Aaron and the priesthood of Christ as high priest after the order of Melchizedek. It says that Aaron, uh, Moses, excuse me, he was faithful to God who appointed him As Moses was faithful in all his house. And it says, For this man was counted worthy of more glory than Moses, talking about Christ, just as Aaron uh uh i mean just as moses was appointed jesus was appointed and moses was faithful over the house of israel while christ has been faithful over his house which is the church his body it says for this man was counted worthy of more glory than moses inasmuch as he who has built the house has more honor than the house itself verse number 4 Says For every house is built by some man, but he that build all things is God. Moses verily was faithful in all his house, which is the nation of Israel, as a servant for a testimony of those things which were to be spoken after. But Christ, verse number six, but Christ as a son over his own house, Whose house are we if we hold fast the confidence and the rejoicing of the hope firm unto the end? In other words, we are translated just like the nation of Israel when they were brought out of the bondage of Egypt are translated out of that bondage, out of that suffering, out of that slavery, out of the reach of the taskmasters, and they cross over the Red Sea, a baptism that they are under the cloud and a baptism uh, by the the Red Sea, as are described in First Corinthians chapter ten, uh, in verse one, and in that they are translated and they walk through the desert. Uh, wandering, actually, when they get to the River Jordan, they did not cross, so they spend the next 40 years wandering about. But they were given the law. They were given the priesthood. They were selected by God for a very specific purpose, even in going into the promised land and cleansing it and uh, possessing it as their own. Well, in the same way, we are translated out of this world when i say out of this world we're no longer part of the cosmos we're no longer under the taskmaster of satan his demons and his cohorts we're translated into the kingdom of christ his the the the, the son of god to be able to rule and to reign as priest unto God, just like they did. Now, before we were saved, this is how the apostle Paul descri- uh, uh, describes it in Ephesians. Wherefore, remember that you being in time past Gentiles, Gentiles had no part whatsoever with Israel as far as the things of uh, uh, the the law and things were considered. Notice Paul's writing, what he says. Uh, in past times were Gentiles in the flesh, Who are called uncircumcision by that which is called a circumcision in the flesh made by hands. Now, of course, we're circumcised in our heart uh, by Christ. It says in verse number 12 uh, of Ephesians chapter 2 that at that time we were without Christ being alienated from the commonwealth of Israel. We were strangers of the covenants of promise. We had no hope. We were without God in this world. But verse 13, But now in Christ Jesus, you who were afar off are made nigh by the blood of Christ. I can confess that I have been made near unto God by the blood of Christ. I can agree with what has been said by God, that yes, I have been made To draw nigh by the blood of Christ. In verse 14 it says. For he is our peace. Who has made both one. And has broken down the middle wall of partition between us. Before Israel. The nation was selected. Now we, like Israel, become part of the promises, part of the covenants, part of, but we are under a new priesthood. There's been a change in the law. Therefore, there is a change in everything else. It says in verse 15, having abolished in his flesh the enmity, even the law of commandments contained in the ordinance, for to make in himself "...of two, one new man, so making peace, and that he might reconcile both unto God in one body by the cross, having slain the enmity thereby." That's another profession that I can make, that by the cross of Jesus, by his work, that he uh, has made uh, one body, he has reconciled us unto God. And then it says in verse 17, And came and he preached peace to you, which were afar off, and to them that were nigh. But through for through him we both have access by one Spirit unto the Father, and therefore you are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens uh, with the saints uh, of the household of God. And you are built... Upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone in whom All the building fitly framed together groweth unto the Lord, a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are built together for a habitation of God through the Spirit. So see, Jesus was and is the high priest of the new order, just as Aaron was the high priest over that order, and Moses was faithful in executing what he needed to do. But now we are under the high priesthood of Christ Jesus. What a wonderful thing to consider the high priest of our profession. The Lord richly bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.